community banks don't have size going for them, but they do have something else of great value, and that's deep relationships with their customers. Joining us on the podcast this week is Mike Kearns, CEO at the fintech firm Robust Wealth. He's here to discuss wealth management services as a way to further deepen those customer connections. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. Competition in banking is fierce and getting fiercer, and the spreads that banks typically rely on for their profitability remain in the tank. So what can smaller banks do to compete better and pick up a little extra income besides? Our guest on this week's podcast is Mike Kearns, CEO at Robust Wealth. He's here to talk about one thing community banks should consider doing, getting more involved in wealth management. So Mike, thanks very much for being with us. Glad to be with you, Terry. So Mike, let's start the conversation with a little background about Robust Wealth. I know that Principal Financial bought the company a few years ago, but can you tell us briefly about what Robust Wealth offers, what your market is, who uses your services, that sort of thing? Absolutely. I started Robust Wealth back in 2015. Our goal and mission was to, and still is, to make wealth management more accessible through digitization and efficiencies. And we offer our platform to financial advisors, regional and community banks, and it enables them to be digital as well as have a whole bunch of operational efficiencies on the back end. So like other parts of the financial services industry, wealth management is being changed by technology. Some call that disruption. Others might think of it as wealth management being modernized or made easier at the consumer level. How do you think of it? Are you a disruptor in your mind or are you something else? You know, I don't like the term disruption for wealth management. I really like the concept of modernization or taking kind of that next iteration. And the reason is there's a lot of capabilities out there for banks, investment advisors to modernize their practice and retain their clients. They're not getting disrupted. Not that I've seen. I mean, Charles Schwab is still Charles Schwab. They haven't been disrupted. Financial advisors are growing now more than ever. They haven't been disrupted. So I don't see it as a disruption. I think it's more of that modernization or that next iteration of being able to be more digital. With retail banking, we hear all the time about digital transformation, digital acceleration, the move of transactions away from in-person in the branch and onto the smartphone, onto your device. Aside from the financial products being different, is there a difference in how the digital transformation on the wealth management side is playing out, say, versus on the retail banking side? I see them as very similar. You want to go into the branch when you want to go into the branch. You want to order stuff or have transactions done online when you want to have them done online. You both have to be enabled. And that's for retail banking, right? I want to deposit my checks with my phone. I want to move money on my phone. Or, or sometimes I do need to go into the bank branch. Or on the other side, for wealth management, it's the same. I mean, sometimes I want to go talk to my financial advisor or my bank in person. 
But other times I want to go be able to access my account online, increase my contributions on my phone and see the progress on my phone, right? You need to have, I think in this day and age, you need to have both. And so any bank that's spending money to update their retail banking, well, they should be doing kind of the same process and considerations for their wealth management. You mentioned community banks earlier. How big a deal is wealth management for community bank? I don't really think of them as being wealth management centers per se, that that's a big part of their business. It depends. I would say a majority, and maybe this is selection bias, a majority of the community and regional banks that we work with already have an existing wealth management or trust department doing wealth management, or they might have a referral arrangement with a third party. And the other part is we enable that bank to bring it maybe in-house. So if they have a referral arrangement with somebody, they can now bring it in-house and retain that wallet share, keep the client internally and offer more services. So, you know, it depends, right? And like I said, we have that selection bias. For a community bank that doesn't have much of a presence in wealth management now, what are the key arguments for trying to grow that part of their business? I ask that in the context of all that smaller financial institutions already have on their plate in terms of protecting and growing their core business. Yeah, there's two reasons I see for a community bank to add wealth management. The first is diversification of revenue. You might be, as a community bank, highly dependent on spread revenue, and this allows you to get some fee revenue coming in, having wealth management. The second part is it's almost defensive having wealth management because if they don't manage their money with you, they're going to do it with somebody else. And that other firm is probably asking them to move their banking. Right. A lot of the wealth managers now have banking solutions. And so one of the defensive plays for a community bank is to offer wealth management solutions. So I see it as an opportunity to diversify revenue and then second defensive play to make sure that they're the closest ones to their clients and gaining wallet share versus letting somebody else in the door. So protecting the relationships that they have is kind of what you're saying. Yep, exactly. Is this tech-driven approach to wealth management essentially a play for younger Americans, you know, for the millennials and the Gen Z folks out there? A couple of weeks ago, my podcast guest suggested it may be too soon for banks to go in whole hog after that, the younger generations, because they're not terribly profitable customers right now. Their wealth levels tend to be low as well. So how do you think community banks should be thinking about this? Who's the customer they're targeting? Who's the customer they should be targeting at this point? You know, the best answer to that is, I, I heard it at a conference, so I'm kind of stealing it. It's the iPhone. And this is what I mean by it is, look, the millennials were the first ones to really start using the iPhone. Right? I, don't, I don't know what it was, 2009, 10, 11, around then. I'll tell you what, my grandmother was using an iPhone when I started Robust Wealth. That was 2015. My parents, you know, they're in their 60s. They use the iPhone all the time, right? So just because something starts with the millennials doesn't mean other generations aren't going to want the same service level and have the same expectations. You know, I almost would say, yeah, it started with millennials, but it's soon just the way of doing business. And people are used to being digital. And I think it's going to 
be an offer that all banks will have to have if they get into wealth management to have the ability to open accounts instantly, move money instantly in a digital way. There are so many competitors in this wealth management space, and the biggest of them seem to keep getting bigger. So how do community banks compete when they don't have scale on their side? Is there something else that they have going for them that can sort of level that playing field at, at least a little bit? That's a great question. It comes up a lot. And my comment on this is they already have relationships with the client, the community bank. The customer is already choosing to go with their local community bank instead of a large bank. And so they've already made that decision to spend their time with you and deposit their money with you. And so it's very natural, I think, to be able to add on a wealth management service to deepen that relationship with a customer that's already said, hey, you know, I find it easier to do business with my community bank. I like the relationship I have with them, and I'm also going to expand it to wealth management. So they already have customers choosing to do that, and they might as well offer additional services as a defensive play. Community banks commonly have trust departments. You mentioned trust departments uh, briefly earlier. Obviously, trust departments focus on higher dollar customers mostly that provide more services than just wealth management. But how much of an answer do the trust people provide for a community bank wanting to expand their wealth management offerings? You know, most of the banks that we work with do have a trust department. And there's, I break it into two categories. The first category, they have a trust department, they have very high minimums for account sizes. And the second category is they have a trust department and they have a whole bunch of small accounts that are really expensive to operate in the trust department. So the benefit of offering a digital wealth management platform is for part one, it lets you go down to smaller account sizes. So it lets you lower your minimum and be closer to more of your clients. For part two, if you have a whole bunch of small accounts in your trust department, that can be very expensive and manual to operate and move those agency accounts over to a wealth management platform that's a lower fee and far more efficient. Community banks doing more wealth management means being subject to more scrutiny from outside regulators, which means more scrutiny as well from their in-house compliance folks to make sure I's are being dotted, T's are being crossed, that sort of thing. Based on what you're seeing in your work, Mike, what advice, what insights can you share on dealing with the regulatory side? I see two parts to it kind of from the different banks that we work with. The first part is centralizing a lot of the wealth management functions. So, you know, you don't have every bank advisor giving their own portfolios out to clients, right? You're not going to have clients buying Tesla and, and GameStop. Instead, what a wealth management platform lets you do is centralize the investment management. So you have a small group of highly trained portfolio managers making those decisions. And the, the second part is on the kind of the reporting side, you want to make sure you choose a wealth management platform that has strong compliance reports for the compliance team as well as for the regulators. It seems pretty clear that technology, that digitalization is going to play an ever greater role in banking in the coming years. As you look ahead, say, five years, 10 years from now, where do you see the digital trends in wealth management heading? Yeah, I see it similar to retail. You know, 20 years ago, 
everyone would go to the mall and they'd have a lot of different relationships with different retailers. You know, to buy clothing, you'd probably buy from 10. If you look at it today, I mean, I have relationships with Amazon, Home Depot, and this company called Backcountry where I buy my ski gear. That's it. Three, really. Three primary ones. And if you go transition that to financial services, what I see happening over the next 10 years is consumers are going to have less relationships, but they're going to do more with each financial firm they have a relationship with. So what that means is 10 years from now, rather than have a bank, a credit card company, a wealth manager, three different insurance policies, digitization's going to combine that in such a way that you can have one relationship with your bank and do a lot more within that relationship. And I think people are going to prefer that similar to kind of this transition you've seen in retail the last 20 years. Well, it does seem that digital is pushing toward faster and easier. And everything in one place that you're talking about, that's not unlike what we're seeing overseas with open banking. So Mike Kearns, CEO at Robust Wealth, many thanks again for sharing your insights with us on the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Thank you, Terry. A few takeaways with Robust Wealth's Mike Kearns on wealth management at community banks. First, Mike suggests two key reasons why a community bank would want to have wealth management among its offerings. The first is to add more diversity to its income streams. This is especially the case with net interest margins so compressed. The other reason is longer term. It's about the relationships. Competition for customers is intense, so the more services a community bank can provide, the better it can protect its existing relationships. But the relationship thing is more than just trying to keep your customers from getting poached. There's a playing offense side to it as well. Community bank customers typically have options when it comes to their banking needs. The fact that they have chosen to go with a smaller institution is a statement in itself. So live up to that vote of confidence and perhaps even amplify it by providing more value in what's being offered. And finally, still more on the relationship thing, Mike Kearns envisions a future where banking customers move along a path similar to what we've been seeing in retail in recent years. Fewer primary relationships, but those relationships grow wider and deeper. In his vision, the powerful ease of use of digitalization is what makes that kind of simplicity happen. A single point of contact that handles all of the customer's important financial needs. Thank you for listening to this edition of the BAI Banking Strategies Podcast. I'm Terry Badger, Managing Editor at BAI. Please join us next week for another conversation on a topic of importance to the financial services industry.